Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us for the Pueblo Chieftain. My name is John Flynn. Thank you for joining us for the parenting program. My name is Angie Flynn. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to episode number seven of the Volunteer Spotlight, brought to you by the Audio Information Network of Colorado. I'm your host, Evan Starnes, and I'm really excited to bring you guys today's episode. Um, it's it's a bit of a special one. Um, so normally, each and every month, we nominate one particular volunteer, but this month, we actually nominated two volunteers. So joining me today are two really, really awesome volunteers that have not only been readers, but they've also helped us out at events and at our audio trekkers bringing print to life hikes. And they've just been incredible individuals. And there are also parents to Alex Flynn, our senior programming manager. So without further ado, here is John and Angie Flynn. I should also mention we do have a third guest in the form of a four-legged friend, and that would be their dog, Noble. Unfortunately, she doesn't have a mic, so she won't be able to leave any remarks today, sadly. But without further ado, here is John and Angie Flynn. How are you guys doing today? Doing great, Evan. Thanks for having us. Hi, Evan. Yeah. Thanks for coming to AINC, and thanks for letting me interview you guys, and congratulations on being selected as the VOM. Thank you. All right. So first of all, I always like to spice up the show with some fun little questions, and we got some better ones this time around. Um, first question for you guys. John, what is your personal favorite activity to do in your, your leisure activity? Oh, well, there are several, but um, now that you know, I've lived in Colorado for 25 years, uh, I enjoy lots of outdoor activities, and uh, camping and hiking are probably my favorite things to do. That's we awesome. Do, we do a lot of those things, all as a family, and including Noble, who especially loves those things. Um, and there's so many great places around Colorado to do that. Absolutely. Do you have a particular funny or notable hike story? I can't, I can't think of anything. Uh, I mean, we've hiked in some really nice places, uh, sure. but uh, no real uh, dramatic stories that I can think of. Oh, I have a hike story that I'll share. Okay. Um, I was hiking with a friend and uh, this was the Rocky Mountain National Park. We turned a corner and there was a moose and I had no idea how big like a moose could get, but my head was up to the moose's chest um, and it was right there. And there was a photographer guy hiking behind us and um, my friend screamed and the moose charged and I ran behind a tree, which I did not know, but that is exactly what you're, you're supposed to do is hide behind a tree. Wow. <laughs> and, uh, and the moose went on their way. Um, but the person behind us told us that we were in a very dangerous situation and that we were extremely lucky. Um, and I didn't realize it at the time. And looking back, uh, I'm glad I knew to duck behind a tree, but that's probably the most exciting thing that's happened to me on a hike. Now, I wonder if that was an instinctive thing. That's, that's, uh, that's interesting to think about, but also terrifying to like imagine a moose charging directly at you. I think that would, yeah, I'd probably jump into the, I don't even know if I'd be able to hide behind the tree. I think I'd try and make a giant leap into the tree instead. 
percent. Yeah, I had no time to think. Literally, it was like a millisecond, and I had to do something. And um, I'm glad my instincts took over because it was the right thing. Okay. Yeah, we're definitely all about the hike stories. Our audio trackers bringing print to life hike is coming up this August. So please go ahead and sign up, aincolorado.org slash hike. Wow, though, that is uh, that is one heck of a story right there. Next question, you guys. Um, what is your favorite hot beverage? I particularly like and drink uh, quite a lot of coffee, but what do you guys prefer? Well, for me, it's also coffee. I was just mentioning to Angie yesterday that uh, I'm not a coffee snob, and if it's if it's hot and it's brown colored, then pretty much I enjoy it. So I'll I'll drink any kind of hot coffee. I hate iced coffee though. Really? But if it's if we're talking hot drinks, then hot coffee is it for me? Yeah. Uh, I would say I am a coffee snob. <laughs> um, I I like to have my cappuccinos every day, and that's an expensive habit. But um, I like to go to Starbucks and get uh, the tallest cappuccino they can. Uh, that's a venti ca- cappuccino, and it has to have cinnamon sprinkled on top. But what I really like is getting the pup cup for Noble. Uh, Noble now knows what Starbucks is, and she eagerly awaits uh, when we go through the drive-thru and she gets her little cup of whipped cream. That's awesome. Yeah, I love that they have the pup cup. I will say I am proud to admit I am a 100% a coffee snob. I will always be a coffee snob. <laughs> it's fun to be a coffee snob. Yeah. Well, that was pretty fun. Um, anyway, I figured we could jump straight into the volunteer side of things. So from both of you guys, I'd like to know, because I know originally when Alex came to the Audio Information Network, she actually started out as a volunteer reader herself. So I'd like to know how you guys got your feet in the door here at AINC and how you first heard about us and what it was like getting involved. Well, um, I first got involved when Alex uh, asked me to come and record some PSAs, uh, you know, probably less than one minute long public service announcements that get uh, uh, interspersed in between the, uh, the various audio programs. Um, so she needed people to read those. And I think she used to, if no one, if she couldn't find people to, to record those, she had to do those herself. And that she didn't really have time for that. So she was always looking for friends and family members to come and, and do that. So uh, that was really my first experience with any kind of uh, audio recording. Um, and But it was very easy because these things were each less than a minute long. Um, I could do just as many as I had time for. And um, it was also convenient because the office where I worked uh, at the time a few years ago, I was just uh, right down the street from here at the studios. So I was able to come by and do that uh, very conveniently. And um, it was, uh, it was fun. And I I was helping out Alex. So um, that's really uh, was how I started. I wasn't even fully aware at the time of what AINC did or the, the breadth of services and the complexity of 
all thing, all the things that happen, you know, over the whole state of Colorado. But uh, that was my little uh, corner, my little thing that I did. And only later, maybe after, I don't know, a few months, did I get, did I ask to do a, a, a real program, uh, you know, on a regular basis. And I imagine that's when you got the Pueblo Chieftain. Right. So um, I think I just let Alex choose some program that needed a reader. So, and I didn't really have a preference much for what it was. So I got the Pueblo Chieftain and I didn't know anything about Pueblo. I barely even knew where Pueblo was, but um, I've really enjoyed reading the Pueblo Chieftain every week. I read the uh, Friday edition every week. And I, uh, at this point, I, I feel like I know Pueblo. I, uh, I have only ever been through there maybe once driving through, uh, but I f- feel like I know the town and I know the name of the mayor and I know the name of the superintendent of schools and all the streets and the restaurants. And uh, so I, uh, I almost feel like it's a second hometown, even though I've, uh, I've only been there maybe once. You've never really been there much. That's but right. But uh, that's that's the cool part about newspapers like and about reading them is you really do start to learn, especially if it's like a very specific aerial newspaper like the Greeley Tribune, the Plevo Chieftain. You really do start to learn a lot about the specifics of the area, which is kind of a added bonus, I guess. Yes, and it, it's almost entirely local news. It's really, truly news all about Pueblo and the, a couple of the surrounding towns uh, that right. uh, some t- they probably have their own papers as well, but occasionally little stories about maybe Canyon City pop up. Uh, so, uh, But it really is just the local area. Uh, so I sort of go on the assumption that the re- uh, listeners – of the Pueblo Chieftain would like to hear those local stories. So that's what I try to stick to. Only if I run out of something, do I uh, read some of the uh, regional or national stories that appear in in the paper. But uh, I'm able to stick to the local stories. And uh, I mean, it's a, it's a cool little town. And uh, there's, I'm sure the news items that, pop up uh, are of great interest to people that live there. And I'm really happy to be able to, you know, help fill them in on their news uh, their, of what's happening in their town. Absolutely. And Angie, you've been reading the Parents Magazine program for quite some time now. So how did you first get started as a reader um, reading Parents Magazine? Because I imagine you guys, you have also... Um, partaking in the recording of PSAs. Yeah, I started out with PSAs, and I've done studio work before. I've uh, actually recorded a CD years ago with PME Records, and I I thought this would be similar, but it's very different, a different learning curve. And um, uh, I started out with PSAs with Alex, uh, needing someone to do that, and then switched to the parenting podcast, which I love doing. Um interesting that a a new job I have is working with teens in uh, telehealth. So there's a lot of things I read in parenting magazines that are helpful and uh, apply to some things that I might uh, be teaching in in my other job. So I kind of like that I'm doing something that applies both places. Um, 
But I try to think of something I can do different each time to gradually improve my reading skills, you know, whether it's enunciation or, um, you know, picking the articles in a way that they flow together better, things like that. Um, and I enjoy just helping out, you know, here at AINC and well, I first of all, I didn't know you made a, a, a CD before. That's incredibly cool. Oh, um, but that's that is really cool. And the the fact that you you know not only are you helping potential blind parents out or parents of blind children out, but you're also you know it's benefiting you in your career. That's um, again another one of those little added bonuses of being a volunteer reader. For sure. Yeah. Both of you guys have been excellent readers. I just I need to shout that out. Um, it's definitely important when reading to, you know, pay attention to your, your cadence. And I, I say that because some people think, you know, you just get to sit in front of mic and read, but you know, there's a lot more to it. And it's, it's nice to see the work that you guys put into your, your programs. Thank you. I figured now that we could transit um, transition over to the hike, because that's definitely personally what I've been looking forward to talking about. So in 2021, you guys attended our audio trekkers hike, the first audio trekkers hike we ever did. Um, so were you guys hikers or did you guys also um, help with the, the event itself? Well, we certainly did the hike uh, at least to the halfway point up um, Arapaho Basin, although I think I uh, made it all the way to the top, which was uh, a very difficult walk, I must say, but it was very rewarding. Um, I believe we helped out, uh, maybe... uh, not in an official way. We helped out with the t-shirts and the um, handing out the canes, the walking canes and t-shirts. The trekking poles. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Ah, cool. Okay. Yeah. So um, I think the, the, the hike the next year and then this upcoming one, I think we'll be uh, doing a lot more to d- direct uh, volunteering to help out with the event. Uh, Mm-hmm. So, but that first one, uh, the highlight for me was the actual hike itself. It was, it was just a gorgeous place, a gorgeous mountain. I had been on the mountain before skiing several times. That was one of my regular skiing locations. Uh, but, and that was always obviously in the winter. I had never been up there during the summer. And, uh, it's, it's just such a beautiful place. Uh, so, and the, 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 the really, so was the, uh, the, the place we hiked uh, last year and this one up in Vail. Uh, and then this one we're going to, um, hike this year, uh, but or mm-hmm. large, those are all, uh, beautiful places. And, uh, but the, the hike itself is, is nothing to, to sneeze at. These are, you know, this, it'll get your blood moving uh, to to do these these walks. And that's, for me, that's one of the reasons I like to hike. I like to, I mean, that's, that's a major exercise activity that a person mm-hmm. can do. And um, it's, if you've got to do exercise while doing it in a beautiful mountain environment is uh, is the way to do it, as far as I'm concerned. I'd describe it as therapeutic. Um, just being able to hear and smell and just feel all of the 
the the wild well whatever wildlife there is around you the the plants and the trees and um being able to um sometimes hear you know water some like the the first hike we went on there was uh i remember in particular we were on the trail and there was a particular spot that had like a i don't know if it was like a creek or what it was but it was you know it was a very relaxing waterfall-esque sound and i i even recorded some of it I'm glad you guys came on the hikes. And of course, needless to say, Noble definitely accompanied you guys. That was the first time I'd met. I think that was the first time I'd even met her. But yeah, this 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 year's going to be a little different because, yeah, we're meeting here at AINC instead of, you know, up in somewhere in like Vale or somewhere up in the mountains. And I, I think it's going to be a, it's, it's going to have a different feel, but it's still going to be just as awesome. I agree. And I, I want to say as a nurse, in August, hiking at a lower altitude, everybody wear your hats and your sunscreen and stay hydrated. <laughs> I wanted to add that. Especially. Yeah. Especially. I'm glad you did. And especially stay hydrated. Yes. Uh, it's, it's freaky. Heat stroke is no joke, man. Yeah. That's best way to put it. Well, certainly, logistically speaking, I imagine uh, – keeping the whole event more within the, the the boulder town area has got to make things a lot easier uh it's just as far as transportation and uh time yeah. commitment for people and things like that so it's not like you're sacrificing anything on the hike itself i mean royal arch hike is a very uh, beautiful hike to take and very popular for for people that live around boulder yeah, I'm sure we'll be meeting a lot more people than previous hikes. And I will say that first hike was difficult in some ways. Yes, but nothing wrong with that. I mean, like I said before, if I'm not a fan really of exercising just for the sake of doing it, I mean, I know some people are, but for me, there has to be a payoff. There has to be a reward. And being in a beautiful place is is the reward for me. <laughs> And it's funny because we were just uh, at, when we go do our own hikes on the weekends or whenever we do. Uh, lately, it's happened. It's come up several times. We're hiking in a place and we just stop for a second and we say, "This would be perfect for a future ANC hike because you know we're standing in a place the the air just tastes different." Uh, you've mm-hmm. got and the sounds are different than you get anywhere else uh and the smells so um there's there's so many places that i think uh i think we've already given alex given alex some uh, recommendations on uh places that we could do hikes in future years yeah we did myers trail uh myers trail up flagstaff myers gulch myers gulch with uh noble and alex on the weekend and we thought that would be a great place for a future hike. It's five miles round trip, and it's it's steady uphill, so it'll give you a good workout. It's steady uphill and then steady downhill. Steady downhill on the way back, yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. Well, that sounds pretty doable, and hey, maybe we will. Like, I actually personally would love to do a five-mile hike. That might be longer for some people, but I think that'd be awesome, especially if it's just a steady – because the first hike had all those like stairs and – rocks and stuff like that. Um, also totally forgot and meant to ask you guys this earlier regarding the first hike. Uh, did you guys uh, have any of the celebratory beer at the bottom? 
I don't think I did. I had some kind of drink at the end. It seems like there was a Bloody Mary, but that was like three years ago. (laughs) I know. Trying to remember now. Um, But yeah, we definitely celebrated when we got back. So that was fun. And we'll celebrate when we get back from this hike as Uh well. And there's going to be barbecue. I think there's going to be burgers. I I know there's going to be grills, a a grill there. And there's going to be a lot of like, you know, your typical celebratory food, if you will, that you'd expect when going to an event, you know, burgers, hot dogs. And I'm not sure what there's going to be for drinks. There might, there might be beer. There might not be beer, but we'll celebrate. We've now come to the point where you guys have the opportunity to ask me or the whole of AINC any questions you guys have. Oh, did you decide on a name change and what's the future uh, location? Is there any updates on any of that? Unfortunately, we don't have any major updates regarding the name change. We're still kind of coming through uh, proposed names and just discussing them as a team. And we're also still trying to figure out, we're still looking at um, you know, at office buildings. We don't know where we're going to be yet. And perhaps maybe we'll, we'll probably have more details in the next probably couple months. But yeah, right now we're, we're just having to iron out a whole bunch of other stuff when it comes to the relocation of AINC or whatever we're going to be called in the future. Okay. Still gathering your information then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gather, gathering our information. Indeed. Yeah. Well, I guess luckily now that uh, I don't know most volunteers, certainly me and Angie, uh, do our recording from home, uh, it's less critical about location of the studios in terms of uh, us being able to regularly uh, uh, come visit to do that. Go hop in the studios, yeah. Right. Do you guys have any words of inspiration or advice for existing or potentially new volunteers? I would say just dive in and do it, um, and you get better with time. I agree with absolutely. I agree with that. I think. Uh, I mean, I have had very helpful advice from AINC staff on just how to improve my recording, and I don't think I'm naturally very good at it not as good as angie as angie really sounds has always sounded great and professional when she does hers but i've definitely improved just by doing it for several years and i try to pay attention to how i am speaking and what i am saying and try i think little by little i make little improvements um Although I think getting the advice from the professionals here at AINC is is what improves me the most. Jonathan's workshop was awesome, and he's a great resource. So that's another thing I've wanted to add. That's awesome. That's right. Super glad to hear that. Yeah, you guys, for for those who don't know, we we do offer on the occasion voiceover boot camps. So if you guys want to improve your quality or just get some general tips from a professional that has had years and years of experience, we offer it. And it's at a really, really good price, especially, and it's actually, it's free for volunteers, I believe. That is a good price. (laughs) Right? Free is always a good price. 
Well, I think any, I think, and my only other advice to, to any one who's thinking about it is uh, anyone can do it. It's just reading. It's, it's reading something that off the paper and recording it. And I think it's natural people who do it for an extended period of time will just naturally get better and better whether they want to or not. So uh, it's really no one should be afraid of doing the recording. I came into this without having any experience whatsoever with any kind of recording. Yeah. But I really enjoy it. That's awesome. Love hearing that. I, I will say some, a lot of people I have talked to have been kind of in, intimidated by the mic because, like, especially if you go into a studio, you're sitting and you got this giant mic sitting straight in front of your face. And um, I think a lot of people are just intimidated at the the concept of just being recorded, perhaps. Or how are, how are they going to sound, you know, on air? Or, um but yeah, that's that is really good advice, honestly. Um, do you guys have anything else before we close out this seventh episode? Noble doesn't have anything. She's fast asleep here on the floor, so nothing else. From nothing us. from Noble. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Thank you both for coming to AINC and for being on today's episode of the Volunteer Spotlight. I hope you guys enjoyed and stay tuned for any news from AINC. In fact, you guys should have gotten our newsletter a few days ago as well. With that being said, I've been your host, Evan Starnes. This is John and Angie Flynn and, of course, Noble Flynn. And we will catch you guys in the next episode. Take care and have an amazing rest of your day, night, or, you know, whenever you happen to be listening to this episode.